0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for August 18th, 2023. I've been teaching a series on the parable of the sower for almost 10 weeks. I trust that you've enjoyed it. Matter of fact, put that in, if you've enjoyed this series or whatever you've been getting out of the series, go ahead and put some, something in the chat. Put something in the chat because I want to read that later. I just want to know, you know how this series has been a blessing to you. For 10 weeks, well, one day short of 10 weeks, we've been studying the parable uh, of the sower. And so as we close this thing out, I pray that you open up your heart now to receive what I'm about to release in your life. The title of today's message is simply The Parable of the Soul or the Final Recap. So we're just going to close it out. Uh, some closing thoughts as it relates to God's grace and our faith. And if you understand the dynamic, I've, I've given you some faith refreshers in this in this series. But if you understand the dynamic between your requirement to live by faith and God's amazing grace... It's God's grace in our faith. God does all that he does for us by grace, unearned, unmerited, undeserved. We're supposed to respond to God's grace with our faith. If you understand that, then you will live the grace life and you will become the man or the woman that God called you to be because it's not about you. It's all about him. Get ready to receive. All right, so let's go ahead and get into the word for this morning. Mona Lisa said that she loves the faith refreshers, but let me say something about that. I do provide faith refreshers from time to time because we are the just and we're calling and commanded to walk and live by faith. But I also teach a lot about grace and we need some grace refreshers too. And that's what we're going to deal with today. It's almost like today is going to be a grace refresher. Uh, to go along with all the faith refreshers that, that we receive. Before we get into the parable, Psalms 126 and verse 4 is a scripture we've been looking at all year at our church. I wanna share it with you again. Brother Pina, why do you share this stuff every day? Like, by now we already know the parable, the so do you really need to read it? Yeah, it's the word of God. It's not me. There's power in the word. The words that God gives, they are spirit and they are life. It doesn't bother me. Paul said, Paul repeated the same thing to believers in different churches. And he said, listen, for me to repeat myself, it doesn't bother me, but for you, it is safe. Right? And so as a, as a parent, you tell your children the same thing over and over again. It doesn't bother me to repeat myself, but for you, it is safe. And so God is saying, yeah, read it again. Get it down in your heart again. Hear it again. Let it get, why? Because for you, it is safe. It is the word of God. So this is something I want us to hear again. Psalms 126 and verse four, the Bible says, Now, Lord, do it again. Say, do it again. Put that in the chat. Say, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. We need to hear that over and over again so that we can be refreshed and restored and revived. Say amen to that. All right. So um, Mark chapter four, I'm going to read to you this parable for the last time in this series, and then we'll move on. You ready? The farmer, this is Jesus's Mark chapter four, beginning at verse 13, down to verse 20 from the easy to read version. The farmer is like someone who takes God's seed and puts it down inside of people. And sometimes the seed falls along the path. That's like the people that hear the word of God, but their understanding is unfruitful. And because they don't understand it, they're susceptible to Satan. Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Other people are like the seed that's planted on the rocky ground. Say rocky ground. These are the people that hear the teaching. They quickly and gladly accept it, right? right. There's, that's that one person down at the end of your row in church that's always sown. Super loud. And right, right. Amen. Always loudest amens in church. But if you don't allow the word of God to go deep into your life, uh oh, what happens? Then as soon as trouble comes or persecution comes because of the word that you receive, you're quick to give up. Other people are like the seed that's planted amongst the thorny weeds. These are the people that come to church Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday night after Wednesday night, but they have allowed their lives to become full of other things like the kids of this world, the love of money, and everything else they want. And those things grow up like weeds. And while they're coming to church, the word is not working because they're not working the word. Those things are choking out the word and it doesn't produce a harvest. And some people are like the good ground. Say, I am good ground. And what happens with the good ground? They receive the word of God and they allow the word of God to do what it does. And the word of God, it does what it does. And what does it do? It produces a harvest. Now, sometimes 30 times more, uh, sometimes 60 times more, and sometimes a hundred times more. Say this, say, I will not settle for less than God's best. Put in the chat, I want a hundredfold. Say amen to that. All right, that's it. It's the last time you're going to hear in the series from the parable of the sower. Now, what does this mean for you today on this Friday morning? I trust that you've enjoyed this stuff. What does it mean? I have three final things to share with you. Really, the third one is just a series of thoughts. But as I get into these three things, I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Let's lock this thing out uh, and let's close it out strong. You ready? All right, three things. Number one, here we go. I told you that today I've given you faith refreshers today is almost going to be like a grace refresher. Grace, grace, grace. You ready? All right, number one, the grace of God does not exonerate you from your personal responsibility in your walk with Christ. So the grace of God does not exonerate you from your requirement to walk and live by faith. So if you've listened to me or watched me, if maybe you're new here and like, who's this dude? <laughs> okay. Who's this Puerto Rican dude? First of all, I'm not Puerto Rican. I'm Dominican. But anyway, oh, who's this dude? Well, I'm somebody that's teaching that for years. Let me just give you a little bit of background. I've been preaching the word of God for 28 years. And um, for, let me see, for the good, more than half of that, I was really focused on faith, 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 faith right? The word of faith, the word of faith that we preach. Uh, to decree it, declare it, believe it, receive it, stand on it. I decree, I declare, I'm doing my confessions. I need to do this and I need to do that. And I release my faith and I release and I command. And all of those, it was faith, 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 faith. Well, in 2010, I started studying, um, was it? No, 2012. In 2012, I started uh, studying the revelation of God's grace. And it wasn't that what I was teaching was incorrect, but it was incomplete. And so if you understand faith without grace, then your understanding of faith is going to be incomplete because there could be no faith where there is no grace. And so it was the the understanding of God's grace that I went on this journey and I've been on this journey since 2012 to now. So over 11 years of teaching the grace life where yes, we're called and commanded to walk and live by faith, but everything that we do by faith must be rooted and grounded in God's grace. You got it? So put in the chat, I live the grace life. So now that you understand that, let me let me unpack this thing. God's grace is amazing. God's grace is also free. Put in the chat, say God's grace is free. God's grace is free. It is unearned. It is unmerited. It is undeserved. It is the grace of God. It is amazing grace. It is free grace. It's empowering grace. Thank God for grace. I love grace. I teach grace. I live grace. Got it. You got it. Grace. But when you read the parable of the sower, you're going to see grace, but you're also going to see a requirement to walk and live by faith. So you see in the parable of the sower that the sower went forth to sow, right? When you're reading this parable, you see how the soil did nothing to earn or deserve the investment. <laughs> Put this in the chat. I did nothing to earn or deserve the investment God has made in me. Nothing. God, My calling is calling me and my calling is free. I did nothing to earn my calling. I, God called me from the foundations of the world. God called me before I was born. Therefore, I he called me before I could even perform. So my calling is not based on my performance. This is why if you listen to me long enough, you're going to be delivered from performance-based religion. The sower went forth to sow and the soil didn't do anything to deserve the investment. The sower initiated the contact. The sower sought out the soil. The sower provided the seed. It's all about God. This is how God does with us. He called me from the foundations of the world. He destined me before I was formed in my mother's womb. He deployed me to this planet at just the right time. He pursued me all those years I was living in Brooklyn, you know, trying to find God, but couldn't find him. He was the one that shielded and protected me for my calling. He was the one that had angels protecting me while I went through some crazy stuff growing up in East New York, Brooklyn. He was the one that kept me for such a time as this. He was the one that kept sending people to me so that I could call upon. On him. And he was the one that when I finally said, Lord, I need to be born again. I want to be saved. He was like, now you're saved, son. Finally, you accepted me. I've been pursuing you all my life. And now that you're born again, uh, August 27, 1995, Miss Clarice Burnett is watching right now. Her husband preached the word that night. And so that when I got born again on Camp Doha, he was like, now son, let me begin to reveal to you what was prepared for you, but concealed from you. And so that you could be the man that I've called you to be for such a time as this is God. God did all of that. He initiated the contact. He pursued me. The sower went forth to sow. The, the sower found the soil. The sower put down, it lit, The soil did nothing to earn it or to deserve it. It is the grace of God. The grace of God provided the seed, but the grace of God does not completely dictate the results. The condition of the soil and the response of the soil to the seed impacted the results. So while God was pursuing me all those years, I had to respond, and I didn't respond until August 27, 1995. All those years, he was pursuing me, tracking me down, but I didn't respond until I was 23 years old. Listen, you have to respond. The grace of God is made available to all men. Salvation is available to everyone everywhere, but only those that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so we must respond to the grace of God, and we do that with our faith. How you respond to the grace of God will impact How the grace of God can flow in your life. It is God's grace. It is our faith. God does everything that He does for us by grace. Grace is unearned, unmerited, undeserved. We have to do everything in response to God's grace with our faith. So, grace is, put this in the chat. Grace is God's part. Faith is my part. So, by faith, I must respond to the grace of God, no matter how impossible it seems what God is telling me to do, no matter, oh, no matter if it gets worse before it gets better. My faith taps into God's grace, and that's how I experience God's best. Say amen to that. So let me just say this about jealousy. From time to time, I, I deal with jealousy. This is why you don't need to be jealous of other people, because God has called you to do something that he didn't call them to do, and vice versa. So when you see God blessing somebody else and you say, God, why, why are you not doing that with me? You got to take self inventory. already in this series, we covered 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse five, where the apostle Paul said, well, you need to check your own heart, examine yourself to see whether or not you're in the faith, right? I mean, grace is available to all men, but it's faith that taps into that grace. And so when you see people walking in a level of anointing and fullness and grace and purpose that you're not walking in, you need to check your own heart what's going on with me? Well, am I providing the faith where God has provided the grace? The grace is already there. I I can't be blaming God. There are people that are blaming God. Why is this not working? Why is that not working? And God is like, well, I've already provided you the grace to walk in the fullness of the assignment wherewith I've called you, but you have to provide the faith that taps into the grace. The soil, the condition of the soil impacted the results of the harvest in this parable. It was, look, the same sower provided the same seed to different types of soil, and it was the condition of the soil that dictated the harvest. Say amen to that. Say this, say this out loud. Say, God provides the grace, which is free, unmerited, undeserved. I provide the faith. My faith taps into God's grace. Living this way, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You got it? So, so when I provide the faith that taps into God's grace, I'm able to do what I could never do without God. Say amen to that. You got it? All right. Number two, now that you understand God's grace, our faith, number two, please don't waste the grace. Say this, say, I will not waste the grace. Please don't waste the grace. Don't, don't, don't let the grace of God towards you be in vain. God provides the grace, which comes unmerited, undeserved to everybody, but you must provide the faith. Your faith taps into God's grace. If you don't provide the faith, then God's grace for you will be available, but it won't work and it won't be God's fault. The sower provided the seed, but the soil had to provide the conditions for the seed to produce. God is the sower. His word is the seed your heart is the soil. God is doing his part. Right now, I'm sowing seed in your heart. God is sowing seed in your heart through me, through the Holy Spirit. But what are you doing? What is your part? You have to receive the seed, right? God is doing his part. Are you doing yours? In the the parable of the fig tree that I shared with you from Luke chapter 13, verses six through nine, and I'll teach that later. But in the parable of the fig tree, the owner of the fig tree came expecting fruit. And, and, And although the position of the fig tree changed, I shared with you that God expects you to bloom wherever you've been planted. The position, the location changed, but the expectation did not change. God was looking, God expects you to bloom wherever you've been planted. So God is, is looking. And in the parable of the fig tree in Luke chapter 13, verses 6 through, through 9, in verse 7, the parable, the owner of the tree said, Listen, this tree is wasting the ground. He's saying, this tree is connected to the soil, is sucking up stuff from the ground, is taking in nutrients from the soil, is taking in nutrients from the sun, but is not producing nothing. This tree is wasting the ground. And I'm telling you that there's a level of grace on everyone, everywhere, and there are people that are wasting the grace. There are people that are wasting God's investment. Out of three, out of the four types of soil produce zero results. Zero. Is that, it wasn't that it was a little bit. No, no, it was zero. In the last one, in the good ground, there was levels of harvest. But in, in ground number one, zero harvest. Ground number two, zero harvest. Ground number three, zero harvest. There are some people that are wasting the grace of God that are it, I, in the military when you take resources and you don't do what you what's, it, it is intended to be used for we call it a misappropriation of government funds let me tell you something there are some people that have a misappropriation of god's grace god's grace has been dealt to them and they are not doing anything with the grace of god three out of the four types of soil did nothing 75% of the of this parable did nothing with the investment they are wasting the grace and then in the 25% that was left there was varying levels of results. So listen, let me tell you something. Uh, what you want is for the grace of God not to be wasted in your life. I don't even want 30-fold. I don't even want, I'm looking for a hundredfold return. This reminds me of something Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I'm gonna read for you 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1, from the easy-to-read version and the New Living Translation. This is why Isabella and I attempt to do whatever it is that God has called us to do. What we just got back from the Dominican Republic, we did a bunch of missions work there. Isabella just went to Dominica I haven't posted the pictures yet but she took another team to Dominica did some stuff there and then why why do we run so hard well, one, because we, we're doing what we believe that we're called to do, and number two, because I don't want to waste the grace. I want to be able to stand before God, and I want to hear, well done, that good and faithful servant. I want to be able to stand before God and say, listen, God, I I, I, I tried. You know what I mean? Your grace was on me, but I did whatever I believe I could do but to yield to your grace so that you could use me for your glory. And so, so, so when you live the grace life, you're going to work harder than you've ever worked in your life, but it won't be you doing it. Your body won't break down. You'll be able to sleep well at night. You won't be pulling out your hair. You won't be stressed out because it's not you. It's the Father who lives in you. He gives you the words. He performs the works. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1. Easy to read version. The Bible says, we are workers together with God. So I beg you, Paul says, I beg you, don't let the grace that you receive from God be for nothing. Please, I'm begging you, please don't waste the grace. Don't let it be for nothing. Why? Because we're workers together with God. The New Living Translation says, as God's partners. Oh, snap. Say this. Say it out loud. I am a partner with God. I God is my partner. God. Oh, glory to God. I am partnered up with God. I have a partner in this life. And and it is my God. He's my God. He's my Lord. He's my King, but he's also my partner. So he says this, as God's partners, we beg you not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it. Oh, please don't do that. Don't waste the grace of God. God wants you to partner with him. God wants you to walk with him. Say this, say it out loud. Say, I am God's partner. Say, God is my partner. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so while God is clearly my Lord and my King, he's also my partner and he wants me to partner with him. He wants to partner with me to bring about his best in this world. So you are the conduit. I am the conduit. We are the conduit through which the glory of God will be manifested. But, but for that to happen, I have to partner with God. God has to partner with me. Please don't waste the grace. Say this, say the grace of God towards me shall not be in vain. God has given you his word. God has given you his incorruptible seed. God has given you his spirit. And if you're born again, listen, God even gives you fresh infillings of the Holy Spirit. So he's not expecting you to do the impossible because he knows that you can't but he can do the impossible through you because he's your partner. In John 14 and 10, Jesus said, if you see me, you've seen the father. It's the father who lives in me. He gives me the words. He performs the work. It's not about me. The grace life means that I am not living my life on my own terms. And I'm not trying to do what I have to, listen, let me, I shared this with somebody. I was ministering to somebody in Augusta, Georgia this week who will share with me, has a really important position, but was just sharing with me how tired they were. Oh my God, the pressure that's on me. I have to do this. I have to go stand before Congress. I have to go to Capitol Hill. I have to report to these people. And after he was done, I was like, listen, let me minister to you for a minute. I ministered to him about the grace of God. I ministered to him about two aspects of God's grace. We were at a conference and like full of people everywhere, like on the floor, like on the conference room floor, uh, the display floor and all of that. And, and, And I'm ministering. I said, look, 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 let me just slide this in real quick. And I'm ministering to him and I'm talking him about the grace of God. And after I explained God's grace, two aspects of God's grace real quick, I said, now let me pray for you. I said, keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open so nobody knows we're praying, but we're about to pray up in here, doggone it. And so I prayed with him right there on the floor and the power of God was ministering to him. Why? Because we're not designed to do everything. Listen, and I shared uh, with him later, you can ruin your life trying to do what God called you to do without God. Let that sink in for a minute. You can ruin your life trying to do what God called you to do without God. You can ruin your life trying to do what God called you to do with human power, human effort, human ability, human strength. No, you can't do it. You need the grace of God. Say amen to that. This is a grace refresher. All right, last last one. Number three, I'm going to just give you some final thoughts from the parable of the sower. God's grace and our faith, and then we're done. You ready? All right, last thoughts. God's grace initiates the journey, but our response influences the outcome right? So it's God's grace. The sower went forth to sow, but the response dictated the outcome. So if you want your life to produce fruit, you're going to have to provide faith. God's grace is a free gift. It's unearned, unmerited, undeserved. But for us, we're not called to live by grace. We're called to live by faith. And, And there can be no faith where there is no grace. So we have to deserve, oh, I believe God has called me to do this. Therefore, there's a grace on my life to do this. Therefore, I have to provide the faith where God has provided the grace so that my faith can tap into God's grace and I can become who God called me to be. Grace and faith are intertwined. God provides the grace and we have to provide the faith. And if we live that way, we can experience God's best on this planet. God's grace is on us. His power is there, but then our faith activates it. Our faith is like the light switch. So, so think about how this, my house right now is wired for electricity and there's a transformer not too far from here, a power plant that provides the power, and the power plant uh, is sending power to this house. But for me to have power in this house, I have to flip a switch. Faith is that switch. Faith is the channel. Grace is the power. Faith is the switch. And so when I I activate my faith, I now have access to the power, which is God's grace, to do what I could never do without God. And what I'm not going to do let me tell you what I ain't going to do. I'm not going to misappropriate God's grace. I'm not going to waste the grace of God. God's grace towards us cannot be in vain. This parable teaches us to guard our hearts, to make sure that our soil, the soil of our hearts is good ground. It, it, there's conditions there. The conditions are set for the word of God to work. I'm not going to church with competing priorities. I'm not sitting there while my pastor's trying to preach and I have all of this stuff going on, the cares of this world, the love of money. No, I'm, that the word is not going to work. No, I have to rid my heart of all distractions. I need to be good ground. I need to be focused. I need to get a level of understanding so that the word can produce a harvest in my life. Last thing, a fruitful life is just a life that yields to God. For my life to be fruitful, my life needs to be yielded. I just submit to God in all things, at all times, in all ways. God uses me for his glory because this is what he called me to do. God provides the grace. I provide the faith. You got it? All right. That was a grace refresher, and I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you've enjoyed this series. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. (laughs) I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. Your grace empowers me to accomplish the impossible. Your grace is both amazing and free. My faith comes in response to your grace. It's the channel through which I tap into your power. I am determined not to waste your grace. Just as the sower provided seed and the soil had to respond, I know that I have to respond in faith. I am in partnership with you and I am committed to fulfilling your will on this planet. I am the conduit through which heaven touches the earth and your grace towards me shall not be in vain through your word and your spirit. I possess everything I need for the impossible to become possible for me because I'm not the one who's doing it. I refuse to settle for anything less than your best. I am not a passive recipient. I actively engage with your grace through my faith. And so my life produces much fruit because I understand how to tap into your grace. Living this way, I know that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. Please let me know. If you're not getting my notes, why wouldn't you not sign up to get my notes? You get the notes for free. Go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I want you to have an amazing day. I want you to walk in God's best. I want you to walk by faith, tapping into God's grace, so you can live the grace life. I hope that you've enjoyed this, this message today, like this grace refresher, and I hope that you've enjoyed this series. Leave me some comments in the chat. Tell me how this series has been a blessing to you. And then that's it. Let it go. Walk into, walk into this day empowered to be the man or the woman that God has called you to be. Leave me some comments in the chat and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Greater is coming for you. Have a great weekend. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to RIPministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart. To set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.